Experts expect Northwest Arkansas's population to top 1 million by 2045. That means the sprint is on to develop new housing and infrastructure to accommodate all of those new residents. But there's also a race to protect undeveloped land from getting paved over, led by the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. We're going to talk about that organization's efforts and other efforts to save green spaces, woodlands, and streams on today's Know the News podcast. Hi, my name is Rusty Turner, and I am your host today for the Know the News podcast. It is brought to you every week by the newsroom of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and our reporter, Ron Wood, has a story coming out this weekend about the land trust and other efforts to designate certain areas as open green spaces so that the region maintains its natural beauty and protects its watersheds while accommodating the continuing explosive growth. Ron's here to give us a preview of the story. Hi, Ron. Hi, Rusty. Thanks for having me on. I'm glad you're here. Uh, we also have today with us Grady Spann. He is the Executive Director of the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust. Welcome, Grady. Thank you, Rusty. Glad to be here. And also with us is Elizabeth Bowen. She's with Northwest Arkansas Regional Planning. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right. Now, Ron, we're going to start with you. Give us a summary of your story that's coming out this weekend. Well, basically, the elephant in the room is that we're going to have a million people in 25 years. And um, so in the newsroom, we're always discussing issues that surround that. And uh, this quality of life, preserving land for the future, that's, uh, that's one of those things. And that's how this story came to be. All right. And, uh, Grady, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about the land trust, what your, what your goals are and objectives are. Well, our- we're with the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust, which is local uh, land trust. We're located here in Fayetteville, and we cover uh, 13 counties in Northwest Arkansas, but primarily Benton, Washington, Madison, and Carroll counties are our focus area because of uh, the expected growth. But also our mission of the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust is to preserve and enhance the quality of life for all people, and I emphasize the word all because we want everybody engaged in this in Northwest Arkansas to the permanent protection of land. And, you know, you mentioned the quality of life. You know, protecting land and protecting what makes this area so special to us is what makes that quality of life possible. All right. And so, and how does that work? If I'm a landowner, how do I I work with the land trust to get my particular piece of property protected from future development? So there, there are basically four ways that we can protect land. One is through land donation. One is through actually purchasing land. Another one is working with partners like cities uh, or, you know, other organizations. And the other one is conservation easements where we work with um, private landowners to tailor an easement to their property based on what they want to see their property in the future. And so when we work with a conservation easement, which is really the most uh, effective way to protect land, is that the landowner is able to... uh, kind of tell us what they want to happen to their land, and then they can continue to work their land, live on their land, they can pass it on to their heirs, they can sell it, but that conservation easement always uh, dictates what the development of that land is, and that stays with that uh, piece of land forever. And so tell us a little bit about how much land you have under protection through the land trust right Uh, We have a little over 6,000 acres uh, under protection. Um, Twelve of those uh, uh, properties, over... 
41 different properties. In 12 of those properties, we actually own the land, and then 29 of those properties are conservation easement with private landowners. Okay. And those properties are spread out all through the region, correct? They are spread out all over, you know, our focus area is four counties, which most of those properties are in those four counties, uh, but they're, they're spread out throughout the area. Right, right. And in total, that's 6,500 um, 6, acres? Yes. Yeah. Give, give us some context. How, how, much, how much land is that actually uh, in the grand scheme of things? Well, we estimate it's about 10, 10 square miles, or, you know, as I like to put it, since I'm an old state park ranger, it's about the size of Village Creek State Park in East Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And then you've done some math to figure yeah, out. It's about, uh, it's about the size, landmass-wise, of uh, the city of Lowell. So we still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, that sounds like a lot of acreage, but in the, in the, in the grand scheme of things, uh, there are many uh, pieces of properties that we need to continue to try to conserve and protect uh, due to so many different uh, variables in, in the area. So let's talk about how this, uh, this effort relates to development, because as Ron mentioned uh, earlier, we've got all these people coming here, and they're going to need places to live and places to shop and, and roads and, and all those sorts of things to accommodate, uh, accommodate their, their lives. So um, uh, let's, let's bring Elizabeth into the conversation. Um, how does this effort affect development uh, going forward? Uh, particularly with all these needs we have staring us in the face over the next 25 years. Sure. So as we continue to uh, prosper and grow, uh, which, you know, the consensus is that that's what we want to continue to do as as people are developing land, uh, we need to take into consideration not just the, the built environment, you know, the development where we're taking land and putting it to a different use than the, the natural uh, environment that we need to be looking at that uh, the natural environment as well and develop that as we continue to develop um, the the gray or the built environment. Okay, now um, you uh, and, and Ron's story you talk some about the open space plan uh, in Northwest Arkansas, which, which is a little bit different from what the it's different from what the the land trust does, but it it is a an effort to identify areas that ought to be protected or would be beneficial to be protected. So can you talk a little bit about the open space plan? Yeah, so the open space plan was developed uh, back in uh, 2014-15 and was adopted by the commission, which we are a council of governments, 30, that we represent 30 cities and three counties. Yeah, that's the Northwest Northwest Arkansas. Yeah, the Northwest Arkansas Planning Commission, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, So... so the plan was developed um, through a grant uh, that we received from the uh, Walton Family Foundation. And that plan was developed um, to uh, create a coordinated effort, a voluntary program to protect and promote the region's um, you know, most valued natural resources and open spaces. So and as we do that, we are looking to protect our high quality of life. I mean, that's the purpose of the plan. Okay. Um, and you're working with uh, local uh, government entities to help identify those those areas, and then and then encouraging them to take whatever steps they need to 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 protect those. Is that right? Correct. So in the plan development, we created priority maps. So in five different areas, they were natural resources, outdoor recreation, working lands, 
um, heritage and cultural resources, and then uh, the cores and corridors, so the large pieces of land that uh, are, are common in those areas. So we took all of those five different uh, aspects of information and we created an overall priority open space map that kind of gives the cities and the nonprofit organizations, you know, like what um, Grady represents, an idea of what areas should be looked at as a priority for preservation. A lot of these would be along streams or you know, particular historical or cultural areas, for example, protecting um, large forested areas and, and farmland would all be included in that overall priority map. Okay. So, Grady, could you tell us a little bit about some of the areas that, that the Land Trust has protected? Um, you mentioned, uh, I think it's mentioned in the story, uh, the uh, the bird sanctuary, Henshaw Bird Sanctuary in your tiny town. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the, the Betty Henshaw Bird Sanctuary was a really uh, wonderful gift that the Henshaw, uh, Miss Henshaw gave to the land trust. And her goal was to create a bird sanctuary, literally a bird sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so she donated 25 acres uh, to the land trust. And, and you, you know, that purpose of that land is to create a habitat that would attract birds. And so we are in the process right now of getting rid of uh, managing invasive species and then replanting and, and reforesting the area to where it will be an attractive uh, place for birds to come and nest and, and migrate through and, and create the habitat where you have pollinator plants going in and so that, you know, the food chain actually works there. And so that, that's a great opportunity there, and that's one of the great examples of a gift uh, to the community that's going to be protected forever. One of the things both uh, Grady and uh, Elizabeth told me when I was first on this story and really struck home is that uh, the simplicity of this is amazing. When, uh, when it's gone, it's gone. When the trees are cut, the concrete's poured, it's too late. So... You guys are uh, working on the front end of that. Yeah, we're trying to get ahead of it. And and I think it's important that people understand we're not anti-development. You know, we we, we believe that uh, the, the blessings that we have here of, of being a growing area and being prosperous in the development is, is a gift uh, to all our Kansans and everybody who lives in northwest Arkansas. And so we don't, we're not against development. We just simply think that our uh, develop and, development and protection of open spaces, green spaces, watersheds, and habitats can happen in partnership with each other. So we want to work with developers. We want to work with communities and cities and, and you know, the open space plan so that we can protect what's so special to all of us, and especially the watershed area. Uh, we, you know, we've talked about the importance of watershed because you have two basic watersheds here, you know, Beaver Water District or Beaver Lake and then the Illinois River. And if you don't protect those things, then development becomes a lot more difficult. So it's very important. Our jobs are, are just as important to developers as their jobs are to us in growing. And Elizabeth, though, the watershed aspect is, is one of the primary drivers of, of the open space plan as well. Is that right? That is correct. You know, as we were developing that plan, one of the things that we heard most from individuals as we, you know, had public meetings and uh, stakeholder groups was water quality that they felt like that was the the main thing that we need to focus on in northwest arkansas you know followed by many other things i mean we had a long list but water quality was definitely number one in most people's minds yeah now grady you mentioned the henshaw bird sanctuary that's going to be one of those areas 
that's part of the land trust that's accessible to the public at large, right? Correct. It's accessible. We have, you know, Wilson Springs here in Fayetteville mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, right there by Sam's Club, and that's a fantastic 120-something uh, acres uh, that's accessible to the public. We have trails that go through there. And when you visit places like uh, the Bird Sanctuary, Henshaw Bird Sanctuary or Wilson Springs or Flint Creek, the, to name just a few, you know, that, that really gets you into a place that's safe, that's comfortable, that's healthy, and and you really kind of disconnect from all the urbanization around you. And it's a really great experience. And, and I think, well, I, I know that during COVID, people realized the importance and the health benefits of the outdoors. Uh, you know, when I was state parks director during COVID, uh, we saw an increase of 37% in visitation because people were just needing that outdoor space. So the work that we do is important to water quality, is important to so many different things, but it's also important to our own health and our home well-being. And, you know, all the outdoor recreation in, that, that we're enjoying in Northwest Arkansas with the trails development and all that, you know, those things can't happen unless you protect these properties and these special places uh, to allow those things to occur. So the work that um, Elizabeth and I are doing is so important to the successful development and the successful growth of Northwest Arkansas. Ron, anything we're missing here? Not that I'm aware of. All right. <laughs> Elizabeth, anything you'd like to add? Um, just as you know, as far as next steps, you know, what we are you're trying to do with all of our communities. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, you know the the future, but we want to encourage the local communities to integrate the open space plan uh, in their planning and development process <clears throat> by adopting a resolution that supports uh the utilization of the plan that was created and we plan to continue to identify and protect you know open spaces and, and the, the our most valued landscapes and cultural resources <clears throat> but a big piece <clears throat> as grady will, will you know as already mentioned you know, educating our cities our developers our landowners of best management practices um for their land and how to protect for you know, for the future of our quality of life and the, you know, the legacy of our future generations. And I, and I also think it's important that people realize the, the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust is actually a nonprofit organization. We're not a governmental organization. Uh, so we depend on the support of local citizens that are really conservationists at heart. Uh, the landowners that have uh, left their land legacies uh, under our protection is, is supported by local residents. So we are, you know, locally grown and locally supported, which is fantastic. And uh, we can't do our job unless people support the work and the, and the efforts that we uh, put forth. So just want people to know that we're here to help you, to grow with you, and to protect with you uh, some beautiful places. Grady, you might, um, you might uh, touch on uh, how you guys can afford to uh, do this work. Well, how, how we afford to is, like I said, it's, it's through donations private donations, working with organizations uh, like the Open Space uh, uh, you know, Commission and, and the Walton Family Foundation has helped us a lot over the years, but there's been a lot of other donors. Um, we've uh, purchased some properties with private donations, but also uh, Bass Pro and Cabela's has helped us purchase some incredible pieces of property that connected, you know, kind of landscapes that for uh, animal migration and connectivity. And so there, there are so many people that really believe in the work that we do. And as we connect with them, as we make more and more people aware of it, uh, people understand the importance 
of preservation and protection. And so we, we depend on our work being supported by local uh, citizens and, and the local communities. So, Grady, if somebody, one of our listeners has some interest in mm-hmm. getting more information about the land trust, where would, how would they go about getting it? Just go to nwalandtrust.org, and all the information is there. Or, you know, look our number up and give us a call. All that contact information is on the website. Yeah. And, Elizabeth, if somebody's got some interest in finding more out about the open space plan, is there, is there a way to find that information? Yes. They can go to our website at nwarpc.org. All right. All right. Well, I want to thank my guest today for talking about this effort. Uh, with me today was Grady Spann. He's the executive director of the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust, and also Elizabeth Bowen, who is with Northwest Arkansas Regional Planning. We appreciate your help very much today. It's our pleasure. All right. Thank you. And also with me was Ron Wood. He's our reporter whose story about the efforts to protect property, the Northwest Arkansas Land Trust, and the Open Space Plan will appear in this weekend's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Before we preview more of this weekend's editions of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and River Valley Democrat Gazette, I'm going to tell you about what some of our top stories were for the past week in our online versions. Leading the way was coverage of the inauguration of Sarah Huckabee Sanders as governor of Arkansas. She is, of course, the first woman to be elected governor of Arkansas, and she's the daughter of former governor Mike Huckabee. Readers also closely followed the story of Peyton Hillis, a former Razorback football great and NFL player who nearly drowned while saving some family members on a beach in Florida. He's been hospitalized for several days but is showing great improvement. Other top performing stories include the news that the former director of the Centerton Animal Shelter won't face criminal charges after he euthanized two dogs without following procedures. Also, a story about improvements planned for a popular bike trail at Kessler Mountain Park in Fayetteville was popular among our readers. And they also liked a story about a plan for an indoor go-kart racing venue in Rogers. Now, here's what we've got coming for you this weekend. Residents in Elm Springs may now begin using the town's name in their mailing addresses. Previously, they had to use nearby Springdale, Lorenda Jinks reports. Stacy Ryburn will tell us about Fayetteville's plans to improve and upgrade sidewalks and trails in 2023. A study has concluded that there are enough students at Northwest Arkansas Community College who need a place to live close to campus to warrant construction of on-campus housing. Mike Jones reports. Dave Perezic tells us about the ongoing challenges at Springdale's George Elementary School as a result of last year's damaging tornado. Thomas Sicente will tell us about the Van Buren Chamber of Commerce's Hometown Heroes program, which celebrates local residents serving in the military. He'll also have a preview of events in the River Valley related to Monday's Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Monica Brick will have a story about the new 180-unit apartment complex coming to Fort Smith's Chaffee Crossing. All of this content and much, much more is available to our subscribers on our Replica app, and smartphone app, and also at our website, nwaonline.com. If you're not a subscriber, you sure can be. All you have to do is go to that website and click on the subscribe button. Or you could call us at 479-684-5509. Once again, that number is 479-684-5509. We'd love to have you join us in support of local journalism. The Know the News podcast is a weekly presentation of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette and River Valley Democrat Gazette newsrooms. We're here every Friday with an update, and we'll be back next Friday with a new edition. 
Until then, this is your host, Rusty Turner, saying so long.